I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. G'day, Jay Mac. Hey, yo. How's it going? Pretty good. Busy. Getting ready for the Laravel 8 launch. So, like, just cleaning up old shifts. Like, now that I know the future, like, tweaking some of that stuff. And then also kind of like starting to scour the changes for Laravel 8. Just kind of bouncing stuff off Taylor to kind of understand the things that happened last minute. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before, but you kind of have to do a lot of manual work with every Laravel release so that everyone else doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say man- manual work. What are you talking about? Uh, but yes, one one, uh, one build to rule them all, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it, you know... It is fun, though, because like not only do I get to really pay attention to all the features, you know, and kind of see the new things that are coming out, uh, but also too, just like, yeah, again, trying to really determine, okay, what are things that are really going to help for the future? Because, you know, you can, as we've talked about before, go straight into Composer and swap to Laravel 8, crush fingers, and it might work, you know? Yeah. And if so, it's truly a 10-minute upgrade like they talk about or whatever. But you're not really upgraded. You're kind of just like hobbling along with a little bit of luck. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're not pulling in any third-party packages, maybe you're fine. But I don't know. That's always the killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I definitely know there's some different ways uh, to do things and some different defaults in Laravel 8. So, like, again, I can take the time if I get enough of a head start to, like, actually focus on shifting those again they might not be necessary you know and again if you just want to update composer and not use shift or anything like that like you can get by without making them so again i want to kind of like i don't want to say reward but i want to kind of like again just take it that extra mile of just making it even more of a no-brainer to use you know something like shift yeah i mean for for someone like me when i upgrade laravel i want it to be as though i had always been on the latest version exactly and not have these kind of like leftover things from previous versions that don't really make a difference but it's also i mean at some point they might exactly yeah so yeah and when they do you're going to be like super confused because it's going to be like laravel 11 yeah and you're going to be having to remember like what happened you know on laravel 7 with like the route service provider like what why yeah. what, what did it do then yeah. like it's gonna be like two years in the back of your mind like trying to remember that you know yeah and no one's gonna be talking about it anymore because it's two years ago yeah in the past i've done like a diff on like the laravel laravel to see every single change like all the things that they don't mention in the upgrade guide to kind of get my local install in that that condition but a lot of work yeah that's a good goal to have in fairness and that's actually what shifts baseline always is it's to take yeah you know laravel new on a laravel 7 app and then shift it with the laravel 8 shift in this case and expect it to be basically laravel new laravel 8 app. yeah yeah the diff is like zero changes and if it can do that that's when i know it's ready for the beta nice and that's just the beta. So after that, it's like <laughs> I start getting user input of like, do this, do that, add this. Add this. So it gets smarter, you know, the more people use it. So yeah. anyway, bit of a tangent there, but, you know, I like it. It's what I do. It's the day job. It is the day job. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, this will be coming out after Laracon. So hopefully everyone has heard my talk and I didn't bomb it or anything like that. <laughs> nah, I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I'm going to jump to the future and tell you that it's fine. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was fun. It is always funny though, like the recordings of these, like 
we do them earlier, but then sometimes we're a week ahead or even two weeks ahead. And so like, we want to keep it relevant, but at the same time, so like talking about your talk that hasn't happened yet, that's going to happen in a recording that hasn't been released, but we're recording it now starts to get a little confusing. Yep. This is some weird alternative timeline sci-fi stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah. So as day of listeners, I'm telling you, you did a good job. Thank you. Cool. I'll remember that on the day. (laughs) Yeah. Make a profit out of me. Cool. So today, shall we have a chat about the other big kind of pillar in the free base Laravel ebook? Yes. So we've kind of we've kind of inadvertently been following that. I mean, we wanted to have a coder heavy series, so it made sense given the alignment of the release. But also, yeah, I mean, we kind of have stumbled into following it just a little bit. Well, that's what we did with base base code, right? We kind of went through each chapter and just chatted about the different practices. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's nice. Yeah, and I think I think listeners enjoyed that. I mean, I, I felt like I got good feedback about how it aligned. And and base code, you know, being, that was more of a paid product. Like, you know, the, the podcast was a way for people to still get that info without, you know, having yeah. to buy, so to speak. So again, I'm never trying to be yeah. salesy with it, but base level is a no-brainer. I mean, it's free, like, go get it and read it. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> but if you are in the why not category, uh, we're going to round it out today with views. So streamlining views and just some things we like to do with views and, um, you know, maybe some uh, special pieces of code that you may not have thought of and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have to admit, I haven't played too much with Blade in the last year or two because I've been doing mostly SPA stuff with view and I've seen... I mean, I'm, I, th- I think it's really cool that they keep bringing out new Blade features and they're still focusing on Blade. I think server-rendered apps are fantastic. So I'm glad to see that Laravel is like still pushing new features with the views. Um, and I'm looking forward to yeah having a chat about some of those things. And hopefully I'll get to do a server-rendered app again someday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny because I'm actually like the exact opposite. Like I really have not gotten into like view or haven't really gotten into like, I guess, Livewire or Inertia. We've done a little bit of Alpine when we've been updating the Shift website, but yeah, definitely haven't looked at any of those things. Um, yeah, I know that I need to check out the tall stack as they're calling it, which is like Tailwind, Alpine, Laravel and Livewire. Gotcha. Apparently that's the uh, that's the the popular one. I guess the shift sites tail. Tailwind, Alpine, and Laravel. That's true. Yeah, we got yeah. that covered. So we're we we haven't been doing any live wire. But that that's the point I guess I'm making is that I haven't. Uh, would be a good compliment. So so maybe we'll start with some of the blade stuff and then you can talk about the evolution maybe into other things beyond blade. Sure. Cool. Uh yeah. Okay. So speaking of not really messing with blade in a little while that's the number one thing i actually see in templates like in blade templates is that developers are still using like the very very like small set of blade directives that are like out there yeah so like they kind of they learnt blade in laravel four you know, four or five <laughs> and then kind of didn't keep up to date with all of the 
the nice little kind of syntactic sugar features that they've added to it and exactly even the more practical features yeah so you'll see larger blocks of code in templates that of course work and you know they're straightforward because they're using you know very simple things like just the you know at if blade directive or something and maybe they're not even using layouts so like all of the views right there in front of you which arguably is you know pretty easy to see but on the flip side there's also like things that are really complex like maybe they're tracking some kind of state to like see if javascript has been added to the page or not you know but now you can use something like stacks right yeah yeah so things like that like developers not taking advantage of the latest blade directives just because to your point yeah maybe they haven't used blade in a while they jump back in they go with what they know uh, but they end up maybe writing like a lot more code than they need to stacks are a really cool one actually and that's something that i only kind of found more recently and basically like correct me if i'm wrong but you can basically put a spot in your main like app layout and that's where everything that you pass into the stack will all get output in that one spot yes so it's kind of like this little portal which is you know like a a view vue or even front-end javascript term but this is a completely different way well actually no it's kind of similar because you're basically having one template that has the ability to send code through a portal and pop it out somewhere else in the document. So Fancy. Yeah, I'd actually say that, that stacks are very similar to portals in React and Vue. Cool. I'm going to take your word for it because, again, I got no clue. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's nice. And I do it, for example, like with JavaScript. Like, so on the checkout pages, I want to load some Stripe JS code. But I don't really want that to be on every yeah. other page. So in those sub templates i can push to the scripts stack you know whatever's within that little blade directive those scripts for example or that custom javascript so yeah nice so it's nice so i like those another one i really like is like include win um those are pretty nice because sometimes maybe you only want to include you know a partial bit of code or whatever uh you know, conditionally. And so instead of a saying at if the condition and then in the block you have at include, you can just say include when and then pass that condition as the first and then the second arguments, the template. Yeah. I wonder why they went with include when and not include if. Um, I don't know. I'm but- thinking of like symmetry with like abort if and throw if and abort unless and throw unless. Yeah. Because it's kind of a similar approach where it's taking a, it's like wrapping a conditional and a method in one thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah. But yeah. That's a fair question. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if both existed. True. So, True. but I have noticed that some more like when becoming a bit more popular in modern Laravel, like a it reads a little yeah. nicer. Like if makes sense to our developer brains, but sometimes in a readability context, if to, is like a little harsh. Yeah. So, but yeah, those are good. Uh, some other quick ones off the top of my head are like um, the each. So like instead of doing a, a for each loop, um, you yeah. can just say each. So each one of these things in this collection render this template. Those are really nice. We'll link all these in the show notes because I realize blade directives are maybe hard to visualize. Uh, as we're talking about them but yeah add each so just to kind of shotgun a few then add each uh, is definitely a good one for empty we talked about that one on twitter the other day yeah some code that that we refactored together so that's another fun one and a recent one to the point even in patch releases sometimes there's new blade directives so they come out 
not even in every version, sometimes in the weekly patch releases. So there's at once. Yeah, because it's not a breaking change. Yeah, it's not a breaking change. It's a new feature. So there's at once uh, that just came out. So if you want to make sure that something only gets done once per the whole rendering of the blade template, uh, yeah, you yep. can use at once. So it's similar to stacks maybe, but but with a little more power. It kind of gives me though some flashbacks of like require once and include once and all that kind yes. of old school PHP. Yep, but, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so blade directives not leveraging the full power of the available blade directives and just sticking with kind of what I'll call the primitive directives, the original directives. Yeah. You end up maybe writing a lot more code. Um, so definitely, you know, scroll through. Again, we're going to link a lot of these in the show notes, but scroll through that blade uh, page in the docs. And I really like the the like auth, like the authentication and the authorization yeah. ones that say, you know, if they're logged in, if they're not logged in, if they can do this, if they can't do this. Yeah, I think they read so much better than a an if statement. That tweet for Baselayervel, I think, probably got the most likes. I just kind of did a side by side comparison of like, yeah. here's all the ifs, and then here's like the at auth, at is set, at empty. You know, all the different ones you can do. Yeah. So it was like a side by side comparison. So that was fun. Yeah, nice. So I think one of the other things that I try to avoid in my view templates is putting like PHP code in there. I mean, sometimes there's no better place and it's like, it's like a little guilty thing that's not, doesn't really have any real world implications, but as a general goal, trying to keep like using the the PHP tags to put in PHP code is a bit of a smell. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Like, I think any kind of at PHP blade directive is, or even just PHP tags in general and blade are a big time smell. And yeah. It goes back to me like another, you know, we've been talking about some of like the MVC philosophies or like statements that you'll hear. And so like one of them are like views should be dumb, you know, or at least that's one I remember. Yeah. And so when you're doing logic like that, you know, beyond what's available in your templating language, it just feels, you know, wrong to me. Like it, sure you can. Yeah. You can reach for it, but I just, again, you're reaching, you're kind of pushing the boundaries and I feel like that's a no-no. Yeah, I mean, I do think it is important to question some of these like old school practices as we as we have done on the podcast before. Some of these older ways of thinking maybe don't stand up as well today, but I agree. I think putting logic in your views is not probably the best place to put it, and there are generally nicer places that you can extract it to Yeah, if you just push a little harder. Yeah, and to that point, like... I think that opens the door for other types of objects that are maybe a little bit more elegant. And again, I, I don't think you need to reach for these right away either. I mean, the simplest thing to do would just be to, you know, put that in your controller and pass the data down. Like that should 90% of the time be probably the right course of action. Like, to be honest, that's my go-to. I've never reached, I don't think ever for like a view presenter or any of those things. Yeah. I like the idea of them. I've just never really seen it in practice. And because it's not something that Laravel offers it's one of those things that it's harder to onboard people it's harder to kind of get to grips with because there isn't like a Laravel way to do it and it's yeah it's inserting such a big piece it's like repositories all that sort of stuff it's kind of just it's too much of a unconventional approach it's like this duct taped on pattern yeah yeah so I totally agree with that like view models I would say is definitely an area I don't run into a whole lot I know you know, sometimes they kind of get thrown out there. But again, I, I think adding 
the variable and passing it down from the controller will get you pretty far, if not all the way there. Yeah. And like in recent versions of Laravel, we've got proper components with that can be backed by a class. Yeah. And that basically is doing a view presenter or a view model or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. It's giving you a spot to put some of that extra logic that's coupled to the view that's outside of the controller. So Laravel does now have a Laravel way of doing that. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we should talk about those here in just a second. But one more thing I wanted to say about the view models is I actually like the idea of presenter a little bit more. For some reason, the view model, again, it gets into that technical language that creates a little bit of like a slippery slope. Yeah, it's like, isn't a model a database thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I mean, just saying, I, I like the idea of presenter better because I think it it frees you up a little bit conceptually to say, oh, you know, this can actually maybe output some kind of HTML even, you know, where this yeah. uh, knows kind of the final state of this data. It's not like a one-to-one -one with a model. You know, it's not tying those stronger relationships. It's just kind of saying, hey, this thing presents, you know, the order presenter or the invoice presenter, and it can do yeah. all sorts of things like number formatting and anything you might do, you know, PO number formats. And you could make a bunch of helpers for those, but... yeah. I was going to say, yeah, on that note, like you can extend Blade with any of those things if you need them. And that's another yeah. way to maybe remove some of that PHP logic from your, your view. Is... Exactly. Registering your own custom Blade directives. And so, yeah, if you're using something very, very generically. But if you're in that weird land where like a set of logic fits with a very specific, you know, view or piece of data, then yeah, you you might have an opportunity in an old school way to use, you know, a view model or a view presenter, whatever you like to call them. Yeah. But getting to what you're, we're talking about just a second ago, you know, view components in Laravel 7 have kind of demonstrated that direction. And, and while they're still kind of young and I think evolving, they definitely embody that opportunity to say, okay, hey, here's a template for rendering this very specific type of thing. But also if you want it is backed by a class that can have, you know, even heavier logic around it. And like, it's young from a Laravel point of view, but like, I think it comes from BladeX, right? Like Spartsy's package, which has been around for a while. So it's, I think it's fairly battle tested, but obviously in the context of Laravel, things are going to be done a little bit differently. So. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean that few components themselves, like were a, a young thing or whatever. I just meant it's, it's new to Laravel. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to your whole front endy point, like it's it's a very common practice in those you know front end frameworks to you know componentize you know the whole set of you know you got your CSS, yeah. your JavaScript, your HTML all in this kind of same place. So yeah, and I think view components in Laravel, you know, they take a little bit of a step in that direction, not necessarily the CSS per se, but there would be ways to kind of wrap everything up in this kind of tag based component that feels a little more like a cross between html yeah you know meets laravel like getting straight into it yeah i would say probably like pick one or the other in terms of components and like includes because they kind of do the same job and i think it's one of those cases like say with the the like laravel notifications and laravel mailables you can kind of do everything mailables do with notifications now yeah so there's two ways of solving the same problem. And that always kind of makes me pause a little bit because I'm like, I want to do things the Laravel way and Laravel's got two ways of doing it. Sure. Um, 
but in the notifications thing, as a quick aside, I kind of go with the notifications because oh, really? they do other things, whereas mailables can only do mail. So That's funny. I would use mailables for email and then notifications for kind of anything else. Yeah, fair enough. See, I, I feel like, and this is obviously um, getting off topic, but I feel like if I'm sending an SMS or I'm sending an email, it's like the, the method of transport is an implementation detail. So it's like if I can just call notify on the user. Sure. No, I do like that aspect of notifications. Yeah. And getting back to views, now that components are here, I think I'll probably phase out using include. I don't know. There, there might be a case for both, but... I think maybe that's the last point to kind of end on. And maybe that's the reason I kind of said, you know, they're still evolving or or they're young from like a blade perspective. Because yes, I do think that view components will become probably the de facto way to kind of create your view templates and your view hierarchies. But right now, yeah, it is a bit difficult to kind of mix them with to your point, the old blade includes. So for example, you know, we were doing that on shift and I remember I actually converted one of them back or I was trying to use an anonymous view component, which isn't class backed, yeah. but I needed to pass it some data. And that was kind of the kicker with blade. If you include something, it has access to all of its parent scopes variables. Yeah. But with blade components, that's not the case. So like you might be passing it some data that it needs, but then kind of forget, oh, there's this other thing, you know, higher up that I set on the page for like the nav bar, or the sidebar, or the title or whatever. And it doesn't yeah. have access to that anymore. And so if you find yourself like passing the whole world into this blade component, like again, you, you might be using it a, a bit wrong. I do tend to prefer that, that explicit passing in of, oh, absolutely. of things. It's kind of why I like PHP as well. Like PHP functions only have access to the scope of what's passed in. Whereas like JavaScript, it's like they kind of have everything around them. Um, and I, I kind of prefer the PHP way of doing things there. Yeah, I like the explicit nature too. I just think it's a bit of a got you because again, Blade yeah. traditionally has made that super, super easy. And so to see this new component that's available view component and while it's different it's still in blade templates that you're using this of course uh it's it's a bit of a paradigm shift that's all so i just think that might take a little refinement and, and a little bit of time to get used to before it's fully adopted but i i like them yeah oh it's a huge paradigm shift yeah one of the other things with components that i've seen is you can like pass in attributes a lot more easily so if you want to pass in a class or a series of classes to your component. Like say you want to put a top margin on it, but you don't want to put that in the component. You want to apply that from outside. Yeah, I think blade components make that much easier. Whereas with an include, you've kind of got to roll your own, pass in a classes array and then merge the array inside and all that sort of dance. So There are better cross between, you know, HTML and, and Laravel, like how you might want to yeah. use this markup, not necessarily like this templating language, like, how do I want to use the markup? Like it gets closer to the markup in my opinion, which I like. Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, where those go in the future. So, and I think. Yeah, me too. Continue to use them some more. So, but yeah, cool. Sweet. Well, that's all I've got. So. Yeah, because you don't really write Blade stuff anymore. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> right on. Well, maybe we'll do a mini series in the future and you can take point on the, the front endy spa awesomeness just teaches jmac view spas 
That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. So, well, until then, we'll cut this one off and we will see cool. everyone next week. Awesome. See ya. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 28.